here we are. Because Josh wants us to speed it along. Jammers in the rough coming at you Wednesday at 7.30. We're trying out a new time slot for you all. Trying to get a little bit more live participation, but also working around Cody schedule because you know what he's just difficult to work around that's why he wasn't here last week or the week before and why he maybe won't be here next week but what josh and myself are committed to you all so welcome <laughs> to jeffers in the rough as always we have our lovely co-hosts cody the absolute worst winter oh wait Waldron. Whoa, <laughs> we got, the worst now <laughs> we got josh who's the worst winter <laughs> and then myself, Paige, we're just coming live, kind of shooting the shit. Um, there, are you happy now, Josh? I am. I, mean, I, am. I, I it, Okay. It's for editing purposes, because when we get that beginning, and then I can just edit it all together. And now we can just talk about whatever? Exactly. Like, as long as we do that intro, then after that, it's all smooth sailing. I was going to say, I got to ask Paige, does he got any jam or glow ursus? I do. Yeah, I need one. What okay. else did I need from you? A marble? Marvel. I mean, I have some stuff for you here mm. somewhere. I gotta. I'm gonna be doing a big stack soon. Zach's ambulance bill showed up. Oof. 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 Not yeah. good, huh? I mean, what's your definition of good? I'm not gonna be homeless if and my children will continue to eat, uh, and my bills will be paid. But it's just probably not buying anything for a while. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's shitty, man. I mean, sell two. Yeah. I got three. I mean, that's why you have spares, dude. Exactly. You know, next time, don't go to the hospital. I remember when I broke my leg in Cheyenne. I hopped in the back seat of my car and drove to the hospital. I didn't take the ambulance. And then we drove 24 hours back to Portland <laughs> with my leg broken. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to make the penny pincher like moves. Yeah, it, it'll it'll work too. Like I've I've like called the ambulance to come check on me, and they want to take me in. I'm like, no, I'll have somebody drive me. I'm not getting in that vehicle because I'll drive myself. I do thousands of dollars, <laughs> but I appreciate well, you coming here, and making sure I'm not dying. That's cool, because that's free. <laughs> Wait, an ambulance visit is free? But they're not gonna, how they're going to charge you? They're not charging. Well, they provided services, right? Yeah, but yeah, they they're not your house to make sure you're not dying. Isn't that worth something to them? I feel like I, I mean for that. I don't think you get charged because no, because I've had a name that's come to my house twice. And I've never I think Josh has not just been paying his bills and he's like, yeah, I'm not getting charged for it. I don't know. I think, I think outstanding medical claims. I think I work public health. Cody, you're a teacher. I think Josh been in that private sector of the you know, I don't know, technological world. Like he probably gets better insurance than us. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, on, on the contrary, my wife gets good insurance, but like to oh. add me to her insurance is like you know a thousand dollars. It's not really that much, but it's a lot of money. So yeah. I just go to the marketplace for me and my son. <laughs> the marketplace, <laughs> yeah, the, the healthcare marketplace. Check them on the feedback group. Not good. <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Thought Space is coming out with the second run of the Muse here yeah. pretty soon, and it's supposed That's to be so uh, softer softer and they're coming out with black I'm okay so, so it's like actually quality. like their putter blend yeah it's yeah so it's gonna be yeah a bit softer a bit grippier um new design and uh you know most importantly in black but i would like, lose it where's well, the rumor oh go ahead cody sorry if, no i was just saying it's black i would lose it 
Not if you're putting. It's a putter. It's a putter. putter. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> but where's TSA at where everybody's asking for, which is baseline putter blend praxis? Oh, man. I don't think it's going to happen because the Muse is molded by a completely different company. Uh-huh. And so, like, they're saying how it's not even possible currently to get the Muse in uh, premium plastic. Huh. It's only going to be in base. But I guess the Praxis could come out in, in base because I think the Praxis is still done through... Who do they do? Like, like Is it Gateways doing their this? Legacy? No, okay. MVP. 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 I say I, I thought it was MVP. Yeah, MVP. Uh, and you know they got base plastic, so it's definitely possible to see the practice like base plastic on or something. That'd well, who's nice. doing the Muse? Who's making Muse? That's uh, I think it's like a. No one knows. I don't. NDA. Know. Like yeah, I think kind of like the, the Marvels. Mm-hmm. I see the Marvel coming out with a Muse fly like? like. That I'm pumped for. Was that Cody? What's a Muse fly like? Like number like Luna. Wise? Like yeah. a, so it's an overstable putter. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, I think it's a little more overstable than a Luna though, because the Luna's like what three three oh two or something like that. Yeah, two yeah three three oh two I think. Mm. Yeah, at lower speeds the Muse is definitely a bit more overstable than the Luna. Do you putt with it, Josh? The Muse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I attempt to putt. <laughs> I attempt putt. Well, I mean, a putt doesn't mean it goes in. I mean, you're still putting. That's it true. doesn't mean you made the putts. Now, Paige, when's the marble coming out with soft? They got hard. I don't want hard. I want they have soft. the baseline, which is a little bit softer and plastic. Yeah, I have those, but I was surprised at how well it's I was spin putting from far away. It was pretty nice. They're lasers. I mean a little groove. I, I thought I would not like that like weird like angle, but then it felt good in the hand if I put a finger there and yeah, it took me a while to get used to, but I feel like that's where like the finger integrity, like here I could be like kind of laser finger or lazy finger. But with that, like, I feel myself being, like, a little bit more active with my pointer finger and kind of like that Paul Macbeth, you know, how he's kind of just, like, almost like pirate hook. Like, I feel myself being more active and having that integrity with my push and my line, which allows me to kind of get a little bit more spin on it. I like them a lot. Um, I don't know when they're coming out with soft. I know they're coming out with premium. I know the Wea Pond's coming out this summer. And, I mean, What's I'm that? pumped for it. The, it's a fairway driver. They haven't released the, the weapon, numbers like quite overstable, yet. Overstable fairway? I don't know. It's their interpretation of what they need for a fairway. I think, especially with these new manufacturers, I feel like what they feel like they want to make the splash for the first one. So I think Marvel was a home run. I think the premium Marvel is going to be great. I love the stiff Marvels. I think terminal velocity with the Ursus was a home run. Like, you know, so I'm curious about like what they think the fairway slot needs to look like, especially with, you know, Derek Fell and Kevin Havinga being a little bit more like traditional, like Dismaniacs back in the day. Are they going to go FD, FD2, CD2, PD? Like, there's so many like great fairways to like try to like recreate. When I hear like, what's it called? The weapon? The Wii Upon? Yeah. The, okay. I feel like it, in my <laughs> head, I'm thinking like FD3. Is it called? It's spelled weapon though, right? Isn't it a weapon? Like, I saw that. I was like, is it weapon or Wii Upon? Am I missing something? Oh, it's it's I guess pronounced weapon. I call it we upon. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to trip up there, gender. <laughs> we upon. It sounds indigenous, I feel, I so I gotta like indigify it. Indigify. Like, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's where like you start to evaluate. Like, even ask yourself this question, right? Like, 
if you were to design a fairway that is going to like need to break through and be thrown by people, how do you approach it? Because if you look at this whole market, fairways, you have this whole range. Do you do another Firebird, Raptor, FD3 type disc? Do you do a CD2, PD? Like, what are you like? What do you view as missing, and how do you stake a claim to that so that people want to come to your your disc manufacturer and buy that plastic? Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a hard one because I think because when you're starting out as a young company and you're you know what slot you're going to fill next, you know you started with the putter. I mean. Like for um, for birdie, you have the Marvel, and that's a great disc. A lot of people love it. And if you're going to make your next jump to a fairway driver, I mean, it's smart to kind of go neutral, like an FD style, maybe a little bit faster than FD. Like I know, like when Thought Space came out, their first like fairway, it's more of like a faster FD, a little over stable, straight flying, depending on the plastic. What is it? Uh, it's uh, the uh, the Votum. Oh, the Votum. Oh, the yeah, that that's was like more like first... FD2 T-Birdish, though, over FD. Yeah. I don't think it was yeah, like very I neutral. The FD family, you know, like somewhere in there. Like... Well, yeah, the FD family, you mean the whole fairway, like, family? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll say, okay, FD2. It is pretty close to it. FD, FD2 or, um, like, a Leopard. Um, I'd say TL3. Like, that's what it really reminds me of is a TL3. TL3? I haven't thrown very many of those, so I can't really compare that one. Um, but yeah, like I think like doing something a little bit overstable, something you can like rip on and go straight with some, like reliable fade, it's gonna win. Especially for people who are gonna start bagging birdie just to bag birdie, just like you do when you bag DM or thought space or what have you. I think uh, doing something neutral, not too crazy. Like don't come out with a tilt as your second disc. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's where I go back to back and forth because I, I really don't know. I think, you know, obviously T-Birds are great, you know, but so are Thunderbirds. And, like, where do you decide, like, where you want to land? And FD, like, everyone, if you were to ask 100 Dismaniacs, what's your favorite FD? You're probably going to get, like, very big clusters of what they are. Oh, I like the Jackal run because it's a little bit more overstable. Oh, I like the second run because it's a little bit gliding a little bit more overstable oh i like the night strike one because it's a little bit flippy and workable oh i like this s line run oh i like this jolly launcher like they're gonna have this cluster of what they like and that's why like i like when you just say like oh they're gonna create an fd like oh man that's kind of all-encompassing like like that's why like i wanted to almost get away from that and be like what would you like create like like i like when you're saying like oh something you can put some power behind and get that stable fade but a little bit slower on the fairway which is going to be you know that seven to eight speed but Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, go ahead, Cody. Sorry. No, I see no, no, no. You finish and then I'll go. I was going to say, I think the thing that I would like to see is somewhere in between like an essence and like a CD2, like somewhere in that spot where it has that flight integrity, but you're starting to be able to shape it, but also put some torque on it. Because I think that's where like a lot of companies want to recreate the CD2 and they haven't been successful in it. And so, like, I feel like that's where you can kind of break into that just a little bit of that market of being like, let's do a CD2 that's either, like, a tick tick less stable and watch people fall in love with that without being, a, like, you know, flippy sidewinder or without being, you know, the mantra or something. Like, it's such a very flirtatious thing because 
between the essences and CD2, I think there lies like an amazing disc. Yeah, that makes sense. See, I would do probably the opposite of Josh because I'm thinking like Birdie is you're not going to get a lot of beginners. Like their market right now seems to be more, I don't want to say seasoned players, but like you're not seeing them at dicks and what not. I'm not saying that they can't branch out and people don't need like a straight fairway, but I I would kind of like to see something like an annex is like a 10603. So not super overstable, it's but like not, a PD Thunderbird ish. Yeah, like I would like to see something like a FD 2.5. Something that can be a fairway, a little bit less stable than like a, like I throw a felon um, or like a sexton, but something that could still handle some torque, something I could still, you know, forehand, but not as overstable. So like a little bit more workable beef, just because like I'm thinking the Marvel, you got a lot of guys that have already been playing. Like I haven't seen any new players with Marvels yet, just because their market is smaller. And I'm thinking a lot of guys are looking for something, and girls, something a little bit more stable. Like I know as I keep playing, like I've, I've moved up in stability because I've learned to work angles. It used to be if I throw something that was stable, immediately hooked left, and I was like, oh, man, I don't like this disc. So I've been working up. So like a, a slower annex I think I would like. I don't know. But to, to add to that, but like if, if what they did is made a disc – that's overstable, that's not really beginner friendly. Like they're not in beginners' bags right now because they're just, you know, they're just getting started and True. marketing is, is a thing. Um, and if they start making discs that are dedicated mainly towards intermediate advanced pro players and not the beginners, they're gonna lose they would just lose out on a giant market of beginners because once they start picking up, like they got one disc right now. You know, once yeah. they start getting a couple down the line, people are going to start seeing people, other people throw them. It's just a matter of time. You don't want to, like, isolate yourself away from the beginners. Especially yeah, when you don't want to kill A beginner can definitely use a marble. It's a great disc. Yeah, but I think a beginner can still use a PD. That's a great thing about fairway. I feel like there's very few fairways that I could say, like, aren't beginner. Like, a beginner shouldn't use. You know, like... A tilt? You... That, Stego. that's <laughs> mid-range but i know like, but... even like a firebird where you're like that's probably too beefy for most beginners well you still need that get out of jail card you still need that kind of power forehand where i can start to learn it um i don't agree like overstable like should be like in every beginner's bag but i feel like i don't think you're you're excluding beginners by including like some of these more advanced discs i think about like birdie's marketing scheme right like they pour a lot of money to be featured on like the pro tour. They have, you know, how many holes are the birdie hole? They're starting to do things and break out. They are sponsoring these pros and that's what sells discs. It's not like, Oh, Hey, here's this beginner friendly diamond going, you know, going by the diamond. It's, yeah. Oh, Hey, Scott Stokely just threw this crazy forehand. What was that disc? Can I recreate that? Oh, this is their putting. Like, look how great they're doing. Like, let me try to recreate that. Like, that's how, you know, I think this big marketing is. And I think that's what's going to be them. So they're not like, they're, I don't think they're necessarily targeting like the pros. They're targeting some of the amateurs that are coming to these tournaments. They're targeting the people that are standing in line and seeing Birdie everywhere and now doing like birdie.com and 
let me see what I can buy and try these. And I think we can start to like break through and, you know, cause I'll say it like the era, for example, that I think fell flat as a fairway driver. I think it wasn't something that was needed in a lot of people's bags. I don't think it's advanced of a disc and I don't think it's beginner friendly. It's just this weird like disc and plastic that, I mean, even Drew Gibson's not throwing it right now. So it's like, oh yeah, you just created something thinking people are going to buy it versus creating something that's actually viable and going yeah. to have application. And I think that's more important when you're starting to create these things. Yeah, the era did not take off at all, did it? It's because I don't even know what it is. Like, is it like a CD2? It's like a Aztec 10 speed, a little bit flippier, but still has some like overstable. But I know Dallas, who's 15 or 14 years old, throws on his turnover lines and he's like throwing a 160 or 153 Cloudbreaker 2. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, and so he, uh, Dallas throws the arrows? Is yeah, he has a, he has an era. Yeah, yeah he's, he he's sponsored by Infinite. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Because well, I, I got an era that I have that I will never throw. So. Right? He needs one. Yeah. I got one for him. You guys heard it here first. We will never throw an era. Just kidding. Whoa. Um, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like I, before, like when I get a disc, uh, I will see what other people who I feel I can relate with on like arm speed. Um, it's saying how it flies. If it's something that sounds like, oh man, I want, I have a spot that could fill. If I'd be like, oh, I don't have a spot because what I have right now is working. I'm not going to mess my game up by taking something else out there. Sometimes I do that. Oh, that's a it. good question. Like, who do you like strive to like emulate on tour? Like, where do you see your game most aligned to? Like, via like, like a pro. Like, if you were to be like your best version of yourself after all of these years of development and practice, what's going to be that closest pro for myself? I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, I I think that's a hard one. That's a hard one because like, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I like Sexton's approach. I like his approach, but you don't have a forehand. I'm talking about like your game. Like, what is it like closely follow? You don't have a forehand. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to be like kind of realistic. Like, oh, my game fully. Like, I'm you not talking said, about like you said strive to be, and so striving could mean like I mean like emulating their form, their discs. How All right? Give me a second. The game is played, it. not just like oh hey everybody. Like this is sorry. This is a little sore subject. I hate like the idea of like nobody has a discipline to do what like Nate like Sexton does because what Nate Sexton does. Is like the equivalent of like, hey, you know what this par for? I should throw this putter, 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 take my par and move on. Nobody's stepping up to those and doing that, but they like the mentality. Like nobody has like that. Ah, so. Challenge accepted. I'm Man, Josh, he gives you a question, you answer it. It's not I know. what he likes, and he it's, no, it's, it's, it's bullshit I put up with. Wow. It's bullshit you put up with because your answer is <laughs> terrible and just like full of like people pleasing. Like, oh, I want to be like Nate Sexton. Like. Okay. Oh First yeah, we all. all want to be like this. <laughs> man, Paige woke up and chose violence today. <laughs> you on did wake up and chose violence. Good night, man. We're all you asked me a question, and I answered with, "What would I strive to be?" Well, I would strive to be like Sexton because I think he plays a smart game, and I think I run it too much. <laughs> so I strive to have that discipline. Do I think that my game is like Sexton's? Hell no. 
But well, I was talking about the game. I wasn't talking about the mental side of it. That's a whole different conversation. And I was talking about your game because we were talking about discs and how those line up. Okay. I'm Let's just come, well, I I'm mean, circling back. I'm gonna have to think about this one because I mean throw it. <laughs> throw it. <laughs> uh, championship level courses. <laughs> While I'm we thinking about it, we can disagree. No, yeah. no, no, because it's, it's a valid point. Because what I was talking about is striving to like having that discipline. If it's like somebody's like their style of playing currently and what I'm doing, I don't know. I don't, I think there's no one out there like me. You know, <laughs> I think I'm a one of a kind person who should not do certain things and says F it and just does it. You no, know, and I, I think it's a like, I mean, because we oh, like, there's like, you know, Alan. <laughs> Well, there's like what well, is that? There's like the five learning styles, and like teachers need to like make the adjustment in order to kind of meet these students' needs. Blah blah blah. And so for me, I'm a very visual like learner. And so when I ask this question, like I watch a lot of disc golf, and I see like Drew Gibson, and I see like things like oh, he takes like half the T pad to work. So I'll work on like my three step, you know, rip. I'll work on framing because I really like Simon Lazat's like frame and how he's like adjusting things. And uh, I do that and you see that a lot in my things, but I'm starting to kind of emulate these things because that's how I learn. And so when I ask these questions, it's through that lens. So, you know, sometimes it's interesting to hear like even yourself, like how you're choosing to grow and learn by not necessarily seeing those like in action, but kind of just exploring for yourself, which I think is very like Maddie O-ish, where it's like, oh yeah, nobody throws like this because it's unorthodox, but it just works for him. And nobody throws like Josh, who's like, you know, I don't even know how you, you know, like. <laughs> That's how I run up. Just just, like <laughs> you throw it, and it works for MA2, and, <laughs> you know, but. This guy's cutting. He's like, I'm not an answer. I'm not answering this. But Paige yeah. asked you for one player and he gave two. He was like Drew Gibson and Simon Lazat. No, I was just showing like that's not who like my end game is emulating. If you were to ask me that question, I would have a different answer. I'm just explaining where I'm coming from, Cody. There's some yeah, context I mean, behind what I'm sharing. Because the way I have been going about it is drive my my uh my drive all the way down. If I am within circle two, I'll run it. If not, I'll lay it up, try to make a putt. And it's been trying to repeat that every time. Mm. Um, and so I don't try to like run it too much outside of circle two. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's more of a comfort thing. As main, mainly like in, in tournaments, I'm trying to change it to that. But like if I'm casually playing, I'm just trying to run everything. Because why not? I mean, my tournament mentality has changed a lot this year. That's for dang sure. Wow. Uh, is it one thing uh, we should remember is like a public service announcement. If you live in Florida, don't go look for your discs in the lakes. I, my that. dad just sent me that about a gator. I, I thought of Happy that's, Gilmore, honestly. Crazy. I feel so bad for the person's family. Like, and what a shitty thing. Like, go look for your disc in a lake and have to encounter that. That's intense. I mean, it's a dangerous world for disc golfing. <laughs> it's a dangerous world for disc golf. Um, I got a question for you guys. So you guys are in like the trading world of this. Uh, Pokemon cards, or, Magic the Gathering. No, I'm just discs. <laughs> um, say, you, say you trade a, uh, like a Japan Open 
<laughs> Thunderbird. Um, for like a PD, like uh, you know, like a money run PD, and like you send off the the Thunderbird, and like all of a sudden that PD never shows up. Like, how long do you wait? Was it Paige? Did Paige hoodwink you? Damn right it was Paige. <laughs> you supposed to send me a DJR chariot. Never showed up. <laughs> you guys. Now I'm just throwing a Jessica Weiss. You guys are so full of shit. You guys know everything. <laughs> I got. You just pulled up the dose. I did. <laughs> Isn't he holding it in his hand? Yeah, he's holding it in his hand. Do you have, do you have my disc that I sent you? I don't know where it's at. Damn right you do, though. <laughs> it's yeah. there. And uh, upon receiving it, I did send it to you. That you did get from me. His printer's broke. He's lying. No, my printer is broke, and my la- I got a label maker, so I got to set it up tonight. Get out all my my dealings done. Excuses. Excuses. Oh, uh, burn me. Put me on. Put me on blast. Take me out of this community, so I don't have to trade <laughs> or sell anymore. Please burn me. Drag him. <laughs> <laughs> Please just drag me so oh. I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, not to, Wait, I mean, what? Moderate? Come on now. To, to talk on a disc a little bit more, I was uh, super excited for the Synapse from ThoughtSpace when it to come out. I'm like, okay, 12 speed. We're going to come out with like a DD3 ish destroyer esque. This is what this podcast is going to be just Josh talking about TSA. No, it's going to be me talking about plastic. Sponsored. It's just, let, me, let me finish. So uh, they came out with, like, they got the Aura Plastic, like the S-Line and stuff. And it's just a, it's a beefcake. Like, I can get it to go straight for a bit, but it's just, it's a beefcake. Uh, and usually their, their Ethos Plastic, like their C-Line, um, is usually beefier in most runs. But I picked up the Ethos, and that thing, it flies so different than all the other plastics. And that it's like it's an actual like destroyer flight, DD3, like a beat in DD3 almost. Hmm. Um, you can like release it just a little bit of Annie and it will just hold that line but always come back. Um, interesting, definitely worth a, a, a test out if anybody is looking for new discs for that spot. In the evil, like, so it seems like it's like almost on like beat in destroyer all the way to like PD2 ish. Um, I mean, in the different plastics. That's what yeah, the plastic. different plastic. Yeah. That's like the range of the plastics. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's interesting. It yeah, seems like. Oh, go ahead. It seems seems like more like I don't know if it's intentional or not, but like, I can pull like this year's destroyers and be like, all three of these have different stabilities and will fly different um, based off their color. And I don't, mm-hmm. and I know like the PDs just came out that way too, where it's like, oh, here's the the color breakdown: most overstable to like least stable. And so I don't know if that's going to be more intentional to try to cover all of the gaps or if it's going to be like, you know, if it's just more of like the spirit of inconsistency, which haunts a lot of manufacturers. I don't I personally love it. I love the fact that you can have the same mold, like it's like say for the PDs, for instance, like different colors and have them fly differently for different shots. Because yeah. that way you're grabbing for the same disc and you're used to that feel, that plastic. I, I Didn't that happen to the Cloudbreaker three? Aren't all the colors like way different stability? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So I think like the blue and the ash were the flippiest. The yellow and pinks that were super domey were beef. 
and then like the reds and whatever other colors are kind of in the middle. The yellow that don't have the dome though are um, are flippy. Nice. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. Okay. And so for me, it's just like it's tough because the way the market is set up, it's forcing like that fear of missing out, right? FOMO. So it's mm-hmm. like buy whatever disc you can, and then you're hoping to get exactly what you want without having the information released beforehand. Because I'm sure like if this mania came out and was like, hey, here's the color breakdowns. Let's officially announce this, not just have a bunch of random people saying things. Let's officially announce this to the color breakdown. Then you'll start to see like people getting the desired ones versus like it used to be like, I just want color preference. Do you want, you know, do you want blue, orange, or pink? Now it's like, oh yeah, I have to like wait, figure out what the stabilities are, and then almost like wait for the secondary market to pick them up. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, would you? Because you ended up buying how many of those pink center black ring destroyers? All of them. I'm not like ten plus. Yeah, like, and these were them. These are the ones like I fell in love with. What are you gonna throw them all? I've already lost three of them, so if that keeps up, I'm going to end up throwing them all. <laughs> Where are you losing these at? Oh, we have Blue Lake. I don't know if you saw on coverage, like the grass is like chest high, blackberry bushes are fully grown. I mean, we got we I got courses to lose them on. I get aggressive at Blue Lake because it's my home course, and I'm like, hey, if I rip this perfectly, I can get to a new landing zone and make this birdie easy. And so I do that, don't hit it perfectly, and then lose it over blackberry bushes. Not responsible. Uh, I just saw a video pop up on YouTube earlier today from, I think it's Resistance Discs video. Uh, Camp Serene? Yeah, Camp Serene, you know, with Casey White and them. That's pretty cool. I'm excited to see that. Like, Camp Serene is such a gem of a course. Um, And I, I think Eugene area needs more, like, light shine on, like, the disc golf. I mean, ignore Alton Baker, but, like, Camp Serene, Dexter, even Oak Ridge, like, all three great little spots, like, shine a light yeah. there. And Oak Ridge has two courses now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which, that's cool for them, for a little, like, a mountain town. Is the golf course permanent? Uh, I thought it was, what because they have, like, the, the mill one. Yeah, old mill. And, and then mountain the, town. Yeah, it's like a it's like an old logging town, like Oak Ridge, like disc golf course is like an old like logging mill. Hmm. Yeah, it's like on the way up to like a like a snowboarding pass, like a Lambert Pass, and then like the whole city is you know off one road. You like drive through it, and like that's the city, and then you pass through it. That's what I would call mountain town if it's just right off the highway. Um, I mean, yeah, like there's a there's a lot of good courses out here. I mean, Alton Baker is even like. They keep up with the grooming of the course most of the time, and it's a good course. It's a good course for anyone. It's not like a champion level course. Oh god, definitely not a champion level course. Oh no, I can agree with that. Yeah, please, no. <laughs> That's one thing that Eugene doesn't does not have. We don't have a champion level course. I mean, Whistler's Bend is your closest. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a damn good course though. And it's a championship level course. I'd say it. Yeah. I think you guys need one. I think figuring out what that could look like in a spot, like it might be finding a golf course out there or what, but 
I think you're right. Like, it's definitely missing that. I think that whole, like, Salem on down until Whistler's Bend is really missing a championship-level course. And I think it's really needed because, like, having that kind of be the, the focal point, mm-hmm. then you're able to, like, you know, see and explore. Like, oh, like, you know, you're going to come up to play Milo, and then you're going to play Timber, then you're going to play Pier Park, then you're going to go here, and you're exploring, like, Portland Disc Golf. Like being able to go to the Salem area or to like further south and find that gem, and then play around it, I think would be pretty yeah. sweet. I am I am definitely fortunate that there are enough gems in the Eugene area that it kind of makes up for not having a champion level course. I mean, but would it like if if you call it a gem? But I feel like that like is reserved for championship level courses. I feel like what's less than a gem? What's a little bit dirtier, like unrefined, like coal? <laughs> a little bit dirtier. <laughs> no, because like okay, say Dexter for instance. Dexter, Dexter is a gem, <laughs> Cody, gem, of a course, because it it's like a lot of wooded lines. There's a couple of them that you can rip on, but not like too much. That I feel like a, what separates a champion level course and a gem like Dexter. Is the fact that Dexter is like all par threes. There's no big armholes. They're all just like semi technical lines. It's an awesome walk, awesome hike. And this is get us into like the championship course conversation. I don't necessarily say like you need to have distance to equate championship level courses. I think like Pier Park is a championship level course that doesn't have big open your arm up, full rip holes. Um, I just think, yeah, but they also have lines that are that big. Yeah, but but see, now lines are more important than distance, and that's where I feel like championship level courses like they bring all of the components of disc golf and they put it on display. That's what makes it like that next level. You have to hit a gap. You have to hit lines like Glendevere. You'll see, like, yes, it's a big course, probably one of the longest ones on tour this year, but it starts with hit your gap, big opening. Find your gap on the green, par fours, par fives, par threes. And so, like, it's not just like, okay, throw far. It's no, you're navigating. And I feel like putting your your tools, which are your discs, on full display. And people skill with, like, an MD1, like Simon. Nobody can throw an MD1 like Simon can throw an MD1. No one can throw an Origin like Simon can throw an Origin. He throws so much touch on that, like, you want to see that on full display. Just as much as you want to see Eagle 700 foot roller, uh, at least I do, and so I feel like that for me is championship level course. I think the thing that's holding Dexter up is maybe seven holes that need to be reworked, but it's almost there. Yeah, it's close. It's definitely it's it rides that line enough that it keeps me content. Like I can go oh, to Dexter yeah, I, over and over again. I, I it's one course. of those I look forward to every year when I go down there and play it. Like. I'll be down there for Willamette Valley Championships, and I'm going to try to get down there two or three times, not because I need to familiarize myself with the course, but because I want to play that course again. Mm-hmm. Like hole one in the left position behind that tree, I think is a championship-level hole. Hole one straight, I don't think is a championship-level hole. But like, see, like just that little bit of tweak, it's yeah. still the same hole, the same tee pad, but you add a little bit incline, a little bit of OB, our natural OB, a mm-hmm. beautiful tree, a tough putting green, and that elevates that hole. Hole two needs to be reworked just a little bit. Hole three needs to be reworked a little bit. Four, five, reworked. And then you start to get past like those like tight wooded ones. And then like six is great, seven is great, eight is great, 
nine i like a lot 10 needs to be reworked 11 is good you know like but see like yeah. you just start to like adjust a few of it and then you're starting to kind of look at like how great this course can really be with just a little bit of adjustment yeah yeah i mean i almost want to say that like dexter is like it's it's cool because anyone can go out and have a pretty good time regardless of your level yeah, it's like right that line. negative there and won the tournament. Like anybody can do it. <laughs> uh, Just geez. kidding, Charles. Just kidding. But like anybody can go out there and have a decent time. It's a, it's a fun course. I think Eugene, instead of reworking Dexter, just needs to make a brand new course. They need to get the land, and they should make a champion level course. I agree. I agree completely. Well, Tony, what is your take on Oregon disc golf? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? I know nothing of Oregon disc golf. Well, you need to fly over here and get to know it. Well, are you paying the bill? Are you going to fly me there with your frequent flyer? I mean, card? if you want me, guys, buy my yellow chartreuse destroyers to get Cody to Oregon. I am going to Texas this summer. Are you? Yeah. Are you June, nationals? Huh? Oh, not nationals? Just no June. Um, I couldn't make nationals. You gotta be for busy. leisure. My wife's family's there, so June like twenty first, we leave Maryland. So we'll be there for we'll probably be there from like June twenty third ish to July like second or third. Okay. So if you want to come on down, I'm going to play around with Zach. I might hit up Alex on the way in Tulsa. Yeah, let me know. I might drive down. Just a quick, quick little bomb, 24, 25 hours. Yeah, it's pretty quick. No, nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call your job right now and say you're taking off. <laughs> Just pew. Yeah. That's what I would do. All right. We got the, so the Portland Open starts, what, tomorrow? His first yep. round. Two rounds at Blue Lake. And two rounds at Glendevere. And Glendevere, shout out to Dustin Keegan for co-designing the course this year. Um, did you did you guys see the news tonight though? What? Ricky Wysocki is taking off like a couple months. He will miss the Portland Oregon Open. Is he taking it off until Worlds, or is he to miss Worlds? He just he said he's taken off. I just read it. He's taking some time off to come back stronger in the second half. So it makes me think. Did his Lyme disease flare up again? Because I know he's been having issues with that lately. Where was he at where he was like barely walking and he still got fourth? It was his knee. It was uh, what it was a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. That wasn't the OTB open? It was OTB, I think. Yeah. Was it? But like barely walking, championed it out. But yeah, like it looked like he was in a lot of pain. So I mean taking rest off i think that's like the most important thing like especially because we don't have the clause where if you're gonna be a part of the pro tour you have to be at every pro tour stop like take time to rest use that time and just make sure you're hitting the important ones he's already qualified for everything he needs to qualify this year like so just keep himself healthy did you see the it, he showed a picture of the syringes of fluid they took out of his knee it was like four full syringes mm -hmm. it was gnarly no i Gross. didn't I actually yeah. don't follow him on Instagram. Oh, what's the uh don't be anti mom. Paige needs time off to rest. Who's lying? Doesn't matter. They know you. 
Cage just needs to keep oh. grinding. I played three. I played an eight here this weekend. I drove back. And, no, I drove back and forth from Seattle, so three hours every day, three days, and then Monday I did two rounds at Hornings Meadows for a tournament, and then practiced Glendivere yesterday, two rounds today, and then boom, PDX open tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. It makes this comment stand then if you're playing that much. Oh, you I need, need some rest. rest. I'll rest next week. I'll rest next week. I'll rest. I'll rest next week. Whoever season. you are, Facebook man, tell him. Or <laughs> random Facebook user, you don't know me. <laughs> Whoa. Man, hey, what is what happened to you today? You're just an upset man. He's, oh, he's not upset angry. at all. He's getting pumped for tomorrow. I'm actually starts, super excited. The tournament. I'm so excited. I got like all four colors of Night Strikes in this view, and I'm a happy man. Or five colors, actually. I didn't even realize that. White, blue, orange, pink. And yellow. Yellow. Oh, yeah. Yellow, white. I mean, I think I got to get my yellow hooked since I have all the other ones hooked. I see. What is that? Glow DD3. Mm. Go D three, second run FDs, uh, Night Strike ones, and then know. what's on the wall up top? Uh, OG Glow FD three, and then Doombird two run Mickey Mouse stamp. Uh sick. That's a cool one. Yeah, I just saw another Mickey Mouse stamp on Facebook. I think you got. I know I bid it. on it, but I don't know if I won or not. So. Mm. I was high bid last time I checked, and I haven't got a message, so. Going to get scammed. Man, I I hope that the Huck this that I sent in turn out well. I hope they bleed. Fuck you, dude. There's one that, like, I took one of my, like, top gem animuses, animus eyes. I'm like, oh, man, I hope, I hope it, it works well. That only you knew someone that worked there. Yeah, only. I got an ethical question for you guys. So, hypothetical situation. Hypothetically, I, I belong in a in a disc golf gambling group. Hypothetically. <laughs> and each week I uh, you know pick my picks. Um, and I need them to do well to uh, you know to win. And now I'm gonna show up at a tournament where all the players are playing what I hypothetically hypothetically was betting on. If I'm losing and then I see another player's player and I have an razzing like to set odds. I'm saying are you gonna start razzing people? Just get in their head, they're like air hornet and just run, you know like happy go back to Europe, Simon So is this an ethical question? Is this like one of those like, hey, my I have a friend who is doing some terrible things and I need to help them. So Josh is trying to ease his conscience as he does terrible things to pro players just for dollar bills. Just just for just for like twenty bucks. Josh's DM (laughs) and let him know that he's a bad person. You know, but if you do come up there and you make that big of an influence, I feel like that would cost more than probably what you would make. Most likely. I mean, in the long run, yeah. I think it will. Well, I mean, like, you talk about gas up here. Are you going to spend the night? And then the VIP ticket. But then the expensive VIP ticket so you can follow the cards. And then, like, razzing the person and potentially getting kicked out from all future Pro Tours. Like, I mean, 
you know, and probably lose, you know, lose sponsorship. Yeah. All uh, for what? 20, 40 bucks? Yeah. Way. But I, this is a hypothetical situation, boys. Okay. But I mean, <laughs> I think you do it like the opposite of like, you know how Paul McBeth gets the championship love? He pegs somebody to the head and he gets kicked out of bounds. Like, I think you need to take one to the head, but like throw it out of bounds. <laughs> just wait for him to throw and <laughs> Exactly. Just, <laughs> just push the empty baby stroller around and try and get in the way. <laughs> Right. Oh, you hit my baby! Man, I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm, hunting, I'm hunting down one pro. I just I want to go talk to one pro this weekend. Who's that? that? Is that is Eric Oakley? Oh, really? Are you gonna try and sabotage like him? him or no? Because what? Are you gonna try like and sabotage him? him? Because I feel like your <laughs> hypothetical question is getting a little personal here. No, no, that was just a. We're over that. Breaking news: Eric Oakley broken ankle. <laughs> Random <laughs> hand smashed him. Random bearded man. <laughs> I mean, no, the way like the disc golf headlines uh, are currently, I don't think that's too far from it. He's just got a, he's got a, con, you know, a contagious personality. Ah, uh, he's a vibe, TSA guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's on TSA yeah, now. So you, you don't know, like his vibe? He don't like no. your vibe. What's your no. caddy for him? TSA no, I said contagious uh, Amateur like, caddying for him. Uh, like I ran to a, another pro tour, like when I was playing in it. And, and like the amateur side and he was like practicing and he took the time to like stop practice putting to like come and talk to us as we're walking we have to walk by them um to get to our like the next hole to come like talk to us and like wish us good luck and this you know it's one hole at a time and blah 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 i'm like super chill of him plus i already enjoy watching eric oakley when he's on like coverage because he's just so friendly he's just don't make fun of him yeah. Anyways, so that's one person who I'm looking forward to trying to catch up with and chat he with. He seems pretty chill. I would like to meet him. No, he does. I got to watch Simon T <laughs> off on one today, take like four or five like practice shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just go streaking <laughs> through Glendivere and get hit naked by the disc. Right. Yeah. Interfere with one putt. Like whoever's winning, like go on the like hill and make him three putt. <laughs> yeah. Well, would there be something to help? Like, if you are, wouldn't that be a distraction? I feel like if a naked man ran through your putt. Well, I'm saying, like, right when he's releasing, like, naked man comes, slaps it down, throws it down the hill. Yeah. Or those, you get, like, those uh, like Adidas breakaways. Like, the as, soon as, as soon as they throw, just yank them off and just <laughs> dive for that disc. I feel like, like you're going to raise, like, a 100 mile per hour disc in a hand. Just... Yeah. Yeah, because you know Portland already has like they got the the Philo hole. Now they're gonna have the Josh hole. The Josh hole. Jo- I don't want to know Josh about the Josh hole or Josh's yes, hole Josh. or any <laughs> hole from Josh. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like I don't like where this is turning, boys. I know it's yeah. later normal when we have an adult audience, but Josh is talking about doing things that I'm I want no part of. I support you, Josh. I, you know what? Of course. <laughs> two two local. Two local Oregon men naked on. I'm not going to do it. I just support him. Yeah. Hmm? But support. He's support. But if you support him, you would be along for his endeavors. No. That's true. Not being an accomplice. That's different. Hmm? I'm just here, Hmm? like, there's wind behind his back motivating him to do what he really wants to do and follow his dreams. You'd be the wind that breaks off the the breakaways. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The wind beneath my. He's actually trying to stop me, but it's really just pulling him off. 
<laughs> so that's how Paige stays out of jail. I was trying to yeah. stop him as he's ripping down the <laughs> Just have I a think... jammers in the rough on the podcast. It'll be some free publicity. Well, let's get back on man. track, guys. I can tell you I've been looking forward to the PDX Open all year, um, especially since we're back at Blue Lake. I want to see, like, I think we spend a lot of time talking about how much the game has grown in the last two years. But, like, that's number-wise. I want to see how much, like, the game has grown for some of these courses. Like, two years ago, Blue Lake was very much a championship course. I'm curious if people are going to come out and just obliterate that course and make it look easy. I'm watching some of the, like, you know, practice rounds and stuff, and they're making some hard holes look really easy out there and i'm curious to see if you know blue lake's going to be outpaced and if glendevere is that next step to where disc golf is going um because i feel like this has those implications of a past solid course and a future solid course you know and we're playing both of those and seeing how like who's going to kind of show up because i remember blue lake michael johansson lead card that was awesome to see. I don't know if we see that with this kind of like setup anymore. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited about PDX Open. I'm not sure about you guys. I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to go watch some pros, possibly caddy for some people, and, you know, drink some adult beverages and have a good time. Yeah, that's about on par with what I was saying. What about you, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Dick. Why? Why? Somebody peed in your Cheerios this morning. Back um, to you, Cody. We're still waiting. <laughs> You think some more. I'm curious on why they're not why they don't choose. Why would they choose Blue Lake or like and not go Milo over Blue Lake? Because Milo's home to the BSF, so they'll be A tier next week. That's there. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. don't I'm, don't. I'm also, I, I haven't done Blue Lake yet, so is it? It's pretty intense over there. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like. You know when people are talking about like artificial out of bounds, this has like out of bounds meets like the natural out of bounds, and so like a lot of like fairways you got to hit, just throw a lot of dead straight shots, um, stay in bounds. Rule number one: don't be off the fairways. And so it's like, well, like it's not a bomber course. I feel like everyone's like, oh yeah, it's just throw as far as you can. And I think it's more like you know Conrad even like famously just threw his Thunderbird almost on every single hole, um, and it's just kind of that kind of game, just navigate landing zones make up shots and you know work from there but like i remember like 2019 drew gibson threw his disc places that nobody were going for and i feel like drew gibson was like you know a simon lazat where they didn't have a lot of rivals on the distance and the placement um but now i feel like we do have that we have how many guys that can throw over 550 we have how many guys that can throw that on a dime and control that? And are people going to go there where it's like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to go for this eagle on this hole because there's so much out of bounds. But now, because of the way the game's developed, are they going to start to go for that? I mean, we had, what was it, uh, Kevin Jones shot 17 down? And so it's like if he was shooting 17 down two years ago, can somebody match that 
but the more importantly, can more people match that? Do we have a like perfect ground, like just waiting to happen? Um, or, or, or that's why, like, I get like real curious about if Blue Lake is still that championship level course or has it been outpaced? Hmm. What's your oh. what's your personal record there? Mine, I've been seven down. Seven down? Yeah. But I mean, that was my, my best, like absolute best day. Yeah. But I mean, right, so, so I need to watch a little bit more. I haven't been watching as much lately. I've been busy. But uh, I am excited. I feel like with being my job is as a teacher, I'll have a lot more free time here soon. I am excited. Like anytime I can watch disc golf, I try. But I I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know too much about it. Like I hear you guys talk about Blue Lake and Milo and why you're picking one or the other. And so these are courses that you both have played personally, correct? Yep. I played uh, Milo, not Blue Lake. So not Blue Lake. All right. So if you if you had to pick somebody who you think would win based on playing style, like because Paige is talking about how people are not, you know, how many so many people can bomb five fifty. Like is if that if that's not going to be a distinguishing factor in the winner, what like what kind of style of play would win this or increase your odds? Are we talking like good putter, good mid range, good fairway? Good putter, but that's where like I feel like this dynamic, right? Like we have past pro tour level course and future pro tour level course. And so like, if you were to ask me who can win on blue league side, you know, that's somebody like a Conrad, that's somebody like shoot Michael Johansson. That's somebody like Simon, um, somebody that just has control and touch on their game and is willing to accept like Nate Sexton. I feel like can win on the blue lake side. Now you push that over to Glendevere. Now Nate Sexton that can win on the blue lake side. I don't know if he can win on the Glendevere side. Um, so it's like that's kind of where like I start to mirror it. So then like Simon Lazat for me jumps up because he's somebody that has executed really well at Blue Lake, but also has the distance to keep up with Glendevere. Um Drew Gibson, I think, shoots really well at Blue Lake and has the distance for Glendevere. I think Gannon Burr is a surprise that can kind of come out and do it. I think he's gonna struggle on Blue Lake just a little bit, but why do you think he'll struggle? Because I think he's young, and I think he's going to try to push further than he has to. And by pushing further than he has to, he's going to bring out-of-bounds into it a couple different places and probably take a few out-of-bounds strokes that he doesn't need to take. Um, so he'll go He'll go for the big risk. Big reward, but it might Well, the difference not. of like 400 and 450, the difference yeah. of like, let me throw my PD here instead of my DD3 here. Like, I feel like he's going to go like D2 and, you know, push it thinking, you know, and just miss something. Um, kind of like he did when he was in the playoffs against Drew Gibson last hole, he went for it and it didn't work out. Yeah. Okay. But hmm. I mean, so that's where like I I can get to, I, I get to because it's like oh yeah the people that can win on Blue Lake it goes from like you know just ten people that can maybe show up and win a tournament to like oh you have legitimately twenty to thirty people including probably Big Germ and I don't think I say that a lot. Um. But then you push that to the Glendivere side, and then that 30, 40 people that could win are now narrowed down to five to 10 again. You know, and that's like this the normal people. And it's just like, well, like the direction of the game and where it's going, where do we truly want it to land? And that's where like the implications of this tournament come into play. Like, imagine like a Waco 
and like partnered with like a brand new course that is just all distance, you know, and you're like, okay, like, well, Waco has been this like notoriously difficult track that, you know, pros are starting to play in. And then here's this other one that's completely different than it. <laughs> who can win, you know, who can win that Ricky, but Ricky's not playing. So I just, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm just getting curious, but I know we're short for time. So Josh, give us your closing thoughts. All right, people, when you wake up in the morning, don't choose violence. Don't, <laughs> don't be a be page. Good. Don't be mm-hmm. a page. Wake up. Try to try to lift others up. Elevate them, if you will. And don't switch the lyrics. Oh, elevate. <laughs> I thought you were going to say grow it. Grow <laughs> it. I got to say it. Grow it. Grow it. Um, yeah, I mean, closing thoughts. It's going to be a fun weekend. Enjoy it. Watch some some good disc golf. If you're out there, try to you know I'm gonna be at the courses every day watching the pros. Try to find me. Cool. Nice Don't come golf. watch me. Look for the naked. <laughs> That's name. true. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get some time to some income caddy for you on one of the rounds. Hey, I already got a caddy. <laughs> Whoa! Again, you <laughs> offer your services or a question something. Paige's like, no, nah, I don't want it. I don't want yeah, it. Well, now I'll never. Should have hit me up last week before the man, the myth, the thousand rated casual player I know, Eric Say Chow, volunteered. Heck yeah, that's awesome. He's just name dropping. He's like, oh, he's a thousand rated. No, he's not a thousand rated. Casually speaking, I think he's the most thousand rated player I've ever seen. Um, but he doesn't really mean? play tournaments. Like, I think he's a thousand rated player that's playing casually and he doesn't play tournaments. So he doesn't have like that rating reflected of it. So um, he can beat you. Oh yeah, absolutely. He tears it up and he makes it look easy. I've seen him. He's he's out there throwing like night strikes, right? I think yep. I've seen him. He's I mean, Amy. he's doing everything that I wish I could do. Why isn't he on this podcast instead of you? Uh, he's he's bashful. He has he has cats and he doesn't like cats. What does that mean? He's bashful. He has cats. He doesn't like cats. What does that mean? Why? That moves us to your closing thoughts, Cody. You're on it. My gosh. (laughs) I am utterly confused and dumbfounded by what happened tonight. Championship level courses. Uh, But I'm waiting for my free disc, Cody. That's all I'm waiting for. (laughs) That was the worst bet I've ever made. I didn't realize that you were talking about championship courses for the rest of your life to get a free disc. Threaten me with the I know what I'm saying to you. What are you getting, a gremlin? You're, yeah, you're I'll, welcome. I'll take anything. Greater mid-range, I'm down. Uh, my thoughts. Hmm. I'm going to say uh, see if you can invite one person to watch disc golf with you this week. One person. Just one person. It could be your spouse. It could no, Josh. Don't get greedy. It could be a spouse. It could be a kid. It could be a friend. Share the game. Try and uh, I think more people would enjoy it. Um, it's going to be tough, a tough sell sometimes because I think of like regular golf. I can't watch regular golf. I'm like, this is so freaking boring. But I can sit and watch disc golf because it's something I enjoy. But put it on in the background. Um, tell, talk about it. The only way that you could enjoy it with someone is to share it with them. So see if somebody will enjoy it with you. 
and don't be mean like Paige or they won't want to continue watching with you. Exactly. Two versus one, Paige. Well, that takes me to my closing thoughts, guys. This game is growing enough. Let's keep it inclusive. Don't invite anybody else. Like, just exclude everybody. Don't invite anybody. I challenge you to bring zero people to watch the next event, PDX oh. Open. Keep this thing hush-hush because the more it grows, the more people are going to try to come out, create their own podcasts, and push us out. Let's not have that happen, guys, because, you know, let's face it. You're tuning into us and nobody else because you love us. So don't push us out. Support small businesses. (laughs) It's almost midnight here. Don't don't hurt me into this. Page is full of hatred. All right, guys. I'm just kidding. Um, My tournament starts tomorrow at the PDX Open. I'm looking to having a good scoring. Um, I'm excited. I need some rest. You all, thank you for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe. Um, instead of bringing in that one person to watch, you know, PDX Open, bring one person to watch Jammers in the Rough, and boom, support um, us. I said disc golf. I didn't say what. Oh, my God, golf. Cody. If you have to explain it, it means that the message has failed. Wait, what about if remember failed, earlier? Hey, if you could emulate one person. Oh, I emulate this person. That's the wrong answer. I didn't explain it well enough. But he's not emulating. He was trying to be disciplined like him in the future. That's not where I was That was the question. That was, that the was fu- not que- the question. Yes, it was. Josh, I can't wait to listen this you gotta say goodbye. You gotta. It would be like one person. You gotta do your outro. Keep on jamming, guys.